This is I'm Not Finished with Jennifer Eden, a show all about things involving media, production, establishing, and standing on business in your voice as a black woman in the industry. So if that's your jam or it's your jam to be an ally to whom is jamming on this type of content, this podcast is for you. Stick around and let's start the show. giddy child um but I am a little bit like I'm really excited to be kicking off this podcast I just I have so much to say and do and I'm excited to see where things will take me I'm excited to see where building a community surrounding this podcast will take me will take the people that are surrounded and collaborating with this podcast I'm excited to see where it will take them. Uh, this is my second podcast that I've launched, but I, again, I just feel like this has so much more meaning. It's got so much meat on its bone. Like it's got a big back. Like it's, it's one, this one back that you don't want to unbig, if you know what I mean. And let me get this out the way. Sometimes I'm a little corny. I throw in a little corny joke or two, something, some little quip. Cause that's me. And you just gonna hear that. Because this is my podcast and I'm not finished. Anyways, let's get going. This is the first this is the first episode and it's called Let's Not Bury the Lead. So you can kind of figure from that intro, that title, that this could be a podcast about medium production. And that's what it is. In addition to me exploring my own creativity, in in addition to me building a business, because I feel like it has been uh, stifled. It has been stunted and I no longer want to keep stunting my career's growth because I know what is stunting it. And I have seen it in my peers and I've seen it for years at this point and I've seen it in different industries. Okay. Let's Again, let's not bury the lead. Before I talk a little bit about me, um, I want to talk about what I'm not finished is all about. You know, I, th- I think the name is somewhat self-explanatory. I'm not finished with something, right? Well, that's true. I'm not finished. I'm not finished with my career. I still have a lot of milestones to hit in my life. And I feel like my career, my experiences have put me in a position and and to where I was forced to watch more than I was allowed to do. So I was able to observe on a deeper level, I feel the differences of how I was received as a producer, as a black woman, as a leader, as Jennifer McCall Eden versus my white counterparts, male or female. And it didn't matter the experience. If I, if they wanted me to back, be back seated, I was back seated. It didn't matter if I got a degree in what they were asking me to do. It, it didn't matter. Um, I was always forced to watch. In production, there's, there's a lot of trust that needs to happen with the people that you're working with to get the job done. And off jump, people just not going to trust you because you black first, right? You have so much more to prove. And 
And boy, have I been backseated for a range of reasons, whether somebody just felt intimidated by me or I made my own mistake because I'm human and I make mistakes. Um, And there's really not a lot of grace given to black creatives, black professionals in these settings sometimes with these mistakes. A lot of people target black creatives and when a mistake is made and make you the scapegoat. I was there to watch it all. And while it sucked and it still sucks because I'm still experiencing things today, hopefully not for long, but I think it set me up for building what I hope will be a very successful podcast, something that involves into something great. I'm Not Finished speaks to my potential, my untapped potential. I've been fortunate enough to get a glimpse into a lot of high profile uh, creative spaces and work for a lot of high profile companies and networks. And I've enjoyed taking all of the skills that I've learned in those spaces and using it to create a product or a me- an impactful campaign or a meaningful video uh, or building out shoots or just uplifting those that watch the content, content period. I enjoy bringing every element of creativity in every area together to build something or help enhance somebody's vision or bring somebody's vision to life. But now it's time to do it for me. I've, I've started and I've stopped and a lot of it has come from self-doubt, which is a big thing that I'm going to talk about. Um, because there are several reasons why self-doubt comes in. Like everybody knows about it. And I know it comes, it comes from how I grew up it comes from where I've worked. It it comes from myself. It comes from outside sources. It comes from social media. It comes from other people's opinions. It comes from my opinions. I really want to talk about it from the perspective of production or being a producer and working in news and journalism and broadcast and sp- being in spaces where you're the only one that looks like you, but you have to be bold enough to have values to have perspective and be able to stand in your own opinion despite what everybody around you is saying or even beating into you and I just want this place to be a safe space for that a place of learning a place to let your hair down if you will because as much as production is or can be stressful in itself outside of all the people, there are just things that don't really help your experience in moving forward as well that you have to battle, like going to a company Christmas party and then looking back at the photos and you've been photoshopped so badly that you look like Michael Jackson. And if you look at my photos, that's crazy. And I'm talking, you are not alone, Michael Jackson. They just add to the stress of what it what it is to be a, a black creative working in an area where you're the only one that looks like you or there's a small handful. That's one of the things I'm Not Finished speaks to. I am a very spiritual person and honestly like this is actually where, this is the first instance which I probably should have started with that where I'm not finished came from. This is this is where the rest of it, it helped me bring the rest of all of my experiences that I just somewhat mentioned, um, where it helped me connect and bring it home to, to bring this podcast to you. And one of the orators, I will call her that, that I love to listen to that helps just bring, bring that helps ground me 
and brings perspective to my life is Abraham Hicks. And one of the things she says about this life is that you can never get it wrong and you can never get it done. The first time I heard it, I thought, what? And then I thought about it and I thought about the truth behind it and it just lifted a weight off of me because the pressure of weren't like, I can never get it wrong. So even when I felt like, because I've been through a lot, um, even when I felt like I made the hugest mistake of my life when moving, leaving my family and friends and moving across the country alone to pursue my career, um, and on to, to, on the, like the second week that I started working where I, at the TV station that I was working, have somebody tell me I might want to start looking for another job. That, that didn't mean I did anything wrong. I learned lessons from that. I didn't do anything wrong there. I was supposed to take that step. And that's kind of, I feel like how you have to let things in production evolve because there's so much tied to it. There's emotion tied to it. There's business. There's because that it is, it's about people. It's about where, where you're working behind the scenes and, and, and with clients, it's about reading people and it's about understanding how people work. And it's sometimes it's hard because you get lost in those things. But the next thing is you can never get it done, which means that even though I feel like, and I have friends that are, you know, older and are pushing 40 with me and they still have things that they want to do. We're not finished. We still got things to do. And what's even, what's, what's even lovelier to me is that I have a group of women around me that all feel the same way and we are all a form of support for each other. So I, that's, this is just me kind of like bringing that here, like to make it, to make the community bigger, to, to support black creative professionals and to gather allies in the same sense. Right. And because we, we want to hold people accountable and we want to be able to identify all the microaggressions. We want to be able to articulate what the problems are, which I think nowadays we don't have that. It, it, it's becoming a better skill because we're all being faced with the same issue. So we, we can all talk and collaborate on how there are tools uh, in place at these companies that are used to ruin careers, to ruin lives. And this will be a way for us to protect ourselves, to stand in our own voice to be strong in it and to know when to move forward to know when to stand still to know when uh to to stand up for yourself self I'm sorry and to know when when to just let it be because you know better is coming or you have a plan in place um this this is the one stop shop for all of that this is and I want those coming after me to have a place to go because there were a lot of times where I really didn't have a place to go. And some of the mentors, uh, or the, the people that you would look up to that were supposed to help you weren't necessarily helpful. And I hope that I'm not finished. Shouldn't technically be finished even after 
I move to the upper room. It should continue on. Uh, now we can kind of talk about where my experience in production started and in, you know, in developing this podcast, my experience really, I, I learned that media production and theater, and I know I'm saying all this a lot, and that's just because that's what this podcast is about. Um, but it's been a part of my life since I was in kindergarten. I made my first paycheck singing jingles for businesses because my music teacher heard me singing loud. And, and it's also very ironic to me because I remember that day. I remember my music teacher, his name was Mr. Weeby. I don't know where he is. God bless him. I just remember in music class was always a class that I enjoyed as a kid. And when we were in music and singing, I know I was singing my heart out and having a great time and not worried about what one person thought. And he heard that and he liked that. Now, I didn't think so at the time because when he called me, he said, hey, before you, you know, I want to talk to your mother. This is a note. Like, I think he gave her a note. It was something where I thought I was in trouble, but I wasn't. He wanted me to be a part of um, his, the commercial jingles that he was producing. So, you know, music production, these are things that just have been a constant in my life. And, but I really didn't start diving deep, I guess, into it until after I graduated from undergrad, uh, I had gone to Eastern and I was supposed to become an interior designer and then they dropped the program without telling me and I was either told to go to another school or change my major. So I was at a loss of what to do and I happened to be doing work study and this woman, I blank, I get, gosh, I can't remember her name, but she was a sweet woman and she was like, why don't you get into marketing because that is broad. You can do a lot of things with it and you just seem like you'd be really good at it. So I get my bachelor's in marketing, but as soon as I graduate, it's, I can't find a job. I couldn't find an internship no matter what I did. So eventually I moved back to Chicago from my little college campus at Eastern, from at Eastern Illinois University, Charleston, Illinois. And somehow, I don't know how, I ended up getting an internship at a B2B magazine about insurance. No clue. Um, and in reflecting, now reflecting and thinking about this, it that was the start of media journalism for me. Like that was the start of the type of experience that I would have working with white people and working with white women and the, and how tense it is like, and how hard it is. And the woman that I worked with, I was very surprised that she hired me because she had an attitude with me every, like from day one, she had an attitude every day, every day. She was short about something. She didn't communicate. She expected me to read her mind and it's, oh my gosh, it's all coming to me now. Like that there was, I, the experience with her was rough. She just was very short with me. Um, she would get mad if I'd done something the wrong way, but she would not, but she would be irritated if I came and asked her questions. So right there, it's like, 
I'm pretty persistent. So, and that's another thing that you have to be in this industry is persistent. So I didn't let it stop me, but still like in, in somebody that's just getting their footing and trying to figure out their career and they maybe really want to write, be a magazine editor, because that's what I thought I would be working towards initially. That's discouraging. Cause it's like, I can't ask questions. You're going to get attitude for me with me with asking questions. Um, you know, that, that doesn't establish, establish confidence that doesn't, um, in yourself in moving forward in progression and maybe wanting to take on the career. So I can't imagine how many black voices have been stifled just, or, or stifled or been put out, um, or have been cut off just from that. Cause that was an internship. Now, um, I went on to intern at Windy City Live and I, you know, worked at ABC for quite some time and learned a whole lot. I was at WGN for a little bit, um, first as an intern and then, no, I'm sorry. That was, I was an intern there as well. From there, things kind of snowballed in a good way regarding my career. I ended up freelancing for Harpo Studios and the Steve Harvey show and the real world and Bad Girls Club. And I'm able to help on other projects with other uh, high profile companies like TD Ameritrade and Charles Schwab. And, and as I mentioned earlier, moved around the country a couple times to pursue and work for these companies. This is the place, if you want to hear from somebody uh, in the industry, if you want to hear from an artist, if you want to hear from their perspective, what they've gone through, how they get through, how they get through their work, this is the place. This is the place to figure out, you know, if this place is for you, if you want to figure out work-life balance because you don't want all this, all the work that comes with production to take over your life. Because if you're not careful, it will. Production Working in media and this industry and in the entertainment and communications industry kills kills marriages, kills relationships. And we're all about, I feel like now in 2023 and moving forward, based off of what we've experienced over the last few years, we're all about living a good quality of life because that is the issue. And uh, that's what this is for. So this is for those black creatives looking to be creative and stand in their own creativity and to learn from my experiences as well while I am exploring my own creativity. This is also for any allies, right? Safe space for you guys. If you guys want to come and help and talk and collaborate with people like me, I'm good. Now, before I wrap this episode. I want to just make it a point to say this, this podcast, if you listen to this first episode and you have all types of critiques and edits and you notice this and that, and you've looked at my podcast profile or something's missing and it's genuinely a, you know, like a typo or something, let me know. But if you just got some random stuff, mistakes are going to be made here. This is my safe space to do that. And if that's something that you can't get with as a listener, I'm sorry. And if you can't get with me being a professional and making mistakes because professionals makes mistakes all the time, 
you can see the door as well. I'm not trying to be mean, but I've been in too many situations where I have been, like I said, backseated for simple things or backseated for mistakes that I've watched other people that don't look like me make numerous times and still be allowed to flourish and grow and test their limits and their creativity and their leadership in the industry. This is, that's what this is all about. I have created a space for myself to explore production more, creativity, being a creative director, being an EP. I'm no longer letting people set my limits for me because that's what I was doing. I was allowing that to happen. And it was bleeding into other aspects of my life, but no more. I hope that you enjoyed. I hope that you got my message. I apologize. No, I don't. If it was redundant, because this is to hit home what it's for. And um, stick around, because I'm not finished. Hey, thanks again for listening. This was I'm Not Finished with me, Jennifer Eden, your host. I'll be honest, this podcast is for me, but mostly it's for you, the listener. So subscribe, hit me up on all the things, slide in my DMs, whatever. Well, maybe not whatever. Um, I need to check myself with that. But send me your burning questions about media and production, and they may be featured on the show. I will give credit where it's due for sure. There are a few ways you can reach me on IG at I am Jennifer Eden or at I'm not dot finished or just email me at I said I'm not finished at gmail.com. Again, this is Jennifer Eden and I'm not finished.